a very good evening and welcome to a Friday night episode of Fools Rush In. Uh, one of the few podcasts around uh, that not only likes to allude to various topics, but we tend to imply, we like to insinuate, we tend to intimate, we may well refer, point out, suggest, and sometimes just bring up various different points. Uh, before we say hello to tonight's panel, please uh, let's do as we do every episode and welcome you officially to tonight's Fools Rush In. Take my hand, take my whole life too, but I can't help falling in love with you. Let's start by saying hello to tonight's panel, starting with a massive round of applause for the uh, by far and away winner of Monday's Defend the Indefensible. He is safe. He has been found. Good evening, Ben. <laughs> hello, Fifey. Yeah, I'm, I'm all safe and well. I've finally been able to uh, I've come out my cave and I think I'm, I'm, I've got away with that one. Excellent. You're a very, very lucky and very entertaining young man. Glad to have you with us this evening. Uh, next up, let's uh, say hello to Craig. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. Um, I'm glad that thesaurus I got you for Christmas is uh, coming handy, mate. That's, that, that was really good stuff. <laughs> Thank you. I, I am trying to expand the repertoire after it was pointed out that we may mention one particular word at least eight to 12 times per episode at the moment. So I'm trying what to... Word, uh, what word are you alluding to there, mate? <laughs> What was, you, what, what was you trying to insinuate? <laughs> Just ever improvement is all I'm trying to uh, suggest there. Uh, next up, let's welcome back from his holiday fan favourite, Nick. How are you, pal? Yeah, I'm really good, Fifey. Uh, really impressed with you being a wordsmith. I thought we'd just talk shit, but it's nice to be back. Had a good week away. Looking forward to tonight. You were certainly sorely missed. We have many messages asking where you were. We had to reassure everybody you would be back at the earliest opportunity. So delighted that you were able to make it back in time for tonight. Uh, next, one of uh, the panel's all-time favourite characters. Let's say good evening to young Ned. Hello, there we Hello, go. Hello, buddy. Oh, How are you? Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Thank you very much. You okay? Good. Yeah, I am very well. You're looking very chirpy this Friday evening. Well, I just had a can of energy drink, so uh, I'll be chirpy for the next 45 minutes or so, and then I'll start to get all moody and tired. <laughs> well, let's let's make full use of that 45 minutes then and see what we could get out of you. But before oh, yeah. we do that, it would not be Friday night without saying good evening, Joe. Guten Tag. How Hi, are we? I'm good, thanks, mate. I'm good, thanks. Uh, these Fridays are getting more more regular, so it's all good for me. Yes, the, the more Joe on people's screens, the happier life is. That is for sure. Um, next up, uh, he's been a bit rushed this evening, but he's made it for the live stream. Good evening, Woody. Two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> just, finishing up, just finished off my work for my teaching qualification. Two seconds. How do you think? What do you reckon, lads? <laughs> <laughs> Can I 
Can I just say, Woody, that's some wonderful colouring in. You got the job. It's perfect, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I'm so glad, I got, so glad. That's taken me hours to get that done before tonight. <laughs> that's advanced. <laughs> and uh, how are you, Woody? Are you well? I am good. I am a little bit rushed, as you said, but I am good. I am good. Hope you're all good as well. So what you what you might say is that you are a fool that rushed in. I am. I am. Or just a fool. Um, that's fine either way. And last but certainly not least, for as long as his phone battery lasts this week, let's say good evening to Kieran. All right. How are you, pal? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Good. Hello, big brother. <laughs> I'm in the diary room. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we kick things off, uh, Paddy has already sent in his first comment of the evening. Uh, what a fine panel! It's like an '80s throwback to Celebrity Squares. A polite request: <laughs> Please ask Benjamin to pop a hat on. The glare on his nut is distracting. This <laughs> is Halo. Who says that? Right, I'm going to have to move this a little bit. I know I've got a bit of a halo because the light... Um, It's just worth a a quick reminder to everybody, as we say hello to everyone who is watching via YouTube, via Facebook and via Twitter. Live comments do appear to us in the feed if you are watching via Facebook or YouTube. For whatever reason, StreamYard doesn't seem to like it on Twitter, so I have got a separate screen up to see your tweets if you would prefer to send anything in that way. We will stay as interactive as possible and get as many of your comments read out or shown as we possibly can. Uh, Gentlemen, let's get straight into the uh, action, shall we? And uh, Swindon didn't draw their last game. They actually won. What a result in the end. And, And who doesn't love an injury time winner? Um, Nick, as you're back with us, let's start with you and just surely uh, start, shall we say, with the importance of the win. It was vital, vital we won that. It's uh, hopefully set us off on the right foot for the rest of the month. Obviously, I wasn't there. I was following it on Twitter and um, messaging from my son who was there. And he was giving me a running report. Uh, he missed the first goal of theirs because he was texting me at the time. So I got I got it in the neck for that because that was my fault. Um, but he did say that it was a very strange performance by Swindon. He said he couldn't really work it out in that some players played really, really well. The defence was shit. We looked good in the midfield. Up front, Jepcott was good. Shard was shit. But it seems to be we're not quite getting there as a unit at the moment. I think uh, once it does click from what he was saying, we will be really good. So it's just how long is that going to take? So, yeah, vital win, last minute goal, like you say, doesn't get any better than that. So massive three points and hopefully we can crack on Saturday. No, absolutely. And Ben, you were very quick um, to let everyone know sort of when you appeared briefly on Lower League Look and stuff, particularly about the stats in the first half. Um, yeah. Um, I actually Sorry, I didn't realise that you moving from one end of the room to the other meant that we had a massive time delay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Still is a time um, delay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's all 
Gunter's going well. Already. Yeah. They got beam of light shining out. Was it right? Okay, shall I talk about the game? <laughs> yes, <laughs> please. May it be nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The um, the first half, I actually thought attacking wise, um, was brighter than I've seen so far this season. Um, yeah. Um, I, I think we created quite quite a lot. We could easily could have scored four in the first. Off. We sort of went a bit gun hose. We just left ourselves open at the back. We pushed both our full backs really high up. And every time we lost the ball, um, we were short on numbers. So we looked like you know, we could concede a goal at any given time. And it wasn't some last minute heroics by, you know, some by McDonald and the keeper. Uh, we we could have let four in ourselves. Um, but we did have the majority of the chances and we did dominate uh, quite lot, 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 large parts of the game. Um, Second half was crap, though. Um, I thought the second half we were pretty bad, and uh, I think we we turned the game round by um, by their manager uh, just taking all momentum out of their their own team by making five subs, and then I think we got a grip of the game after they made all their five subs, which was a ridiculous thing to do because they were winning that game until they started making subs. And thanks for taking Randall off. Nice one. <laughs> It was so relieved when he got subbed off. I was like, yeah, cheers. Thanks for that. So I, I reckon their manager had, had a tenner on us or something because uh, yeah, he threw the game away for them. But we won, would, so who cares? Would it be like Sutton betting on something, would it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, let's talk about, if we can, Woody... Uh, Tyree Shade, a player who's been brought up in discussion a few times, um, seems to be splitting the fan base a little bit, but he did score. Um, <laughs> arguably, I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm not sure what was worse the goalkeeping for his goal or the almost complete stacking it of his celebration. Um, well, let's put this into perspective. Players nowadays are taught to put minimal power into the ball so that the keeper is completely fooled and it just, they go to get it, but it's going so slow, it just ends up going through their arms. Um, you know, that's obviously a well-known tactic in, in the coach's Bible now. Um, I'm sorry, but I don't care that he scored. The rest of his game, he was less than a 5 out of 10, in my opinion. Um, it's, you know... We we got to remember that players like Blair Sturrock and Vincent Pericard have scored goals. Yes, it's uh, Luke Norris. <laughs> what was wrong with Vincent Pericard? Luke, Luke Norris, nothing. He was Champions, champion, Champions League pedigree, that guy. Um, yeah. Luke Norris, who we all criticised, was our top scorer one season. You know, and it's, it, I just think that um, it, it doesn't change my opinion on him. I, I feel for him. I want him to do really well. I genuinely do. Um, but, I just I can't see how, and I know we we play Jeff Cobb, but when you're keeping players out of the squad like like uh, Wakelin or Jakey Wakey, um, oh, when you still oh, got players man. like him playing, um, it's he just he just he can't cross. Every time he gets near the byline, he cuts back, and 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 then I think he, he could say he was heavily involved in Johnny Williams' goal. He wasn't. That was rubbish. Um, you know, Jolly Williams has taken the some advantage of some really poor defending. Um, 
so yeah, uh, Shade Shade's goal was ninety nine percent a keeper's keeper's layer through them rather than anything to do with the technique. Any other keeper on any other day, probably Lewis Ward would have saved that and probably taken the piss out of him and time wasted a little bit. <laughs> he probably would have controlled it with his feet. Actually, any keeper could have controlled the power of that shot with their feet. Um, but yeah, sorry, I can't I can't buy it. I like I seem to like the lad as a lad, but it, it doesn't change my opinion in his game at all. Um, I, I, I know. So I'll, I'll throw it over to Ned because it was um, a player who we've all on this uh, pod become a big fan of Wakeling that got the winner. Um, what something though we're not fans of almost unanimous, unanimously in the pod is this nickname he seems to have been given, Ned. What, Jakey Wakey? Indeed. Oh, oh sorry. Can I just can I just cut cut in there, Fifey? Right. If you're of an course, adult, it wouldn't be a Ned turn without somebody doing oh, it. Sorry, Ned, <laughs> but I, I feel very strongly about about this. If you're an adult and you call him Jakey Wakey, have a fucking word with yourself, right? <laughs> what are you trying to allude to, Craig? You sound you sound like a fucking nonce if you call him Jakey Wakey, right? Okay, fucking grow up. He's not a seven year old child, right? Just call him fucking Wakelin. Oh, Craig, Wakelin. Craigie Wakey is a miserable old bastard, isn't he? Yeah, I am a fucking Craig, you're right, mate. <laughs> should have... I've had a couple of beers, so I've got my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just something that just... I wanted to say it on Monday, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't Before, get on. You should have alluded to everyone mate. who takes time out of their evening to watch and listen to us. <laughs> let's, let's throw it back to Ned and discuss Wakelin coming on and scoring the injury time winner. <laughs> this is possibly the worst question to ask me because unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately I missed the last few minutes due to my um, uh, facility to how do we put it facility to watch the game cut out and therefore I missed it and also um, I had to drop something off for my daughter so um, yeah I didn't see that I didn't see uh, Wakelin's goal unfortunately but you know for a fact that he's about the only player who can score from a header uh, for, from Swindon's perspective up front. Um, so for me, he makes a big difference. Um, but I just want to go off what Craig's just said. And I know that Mike in the chat has uh, used the, the name Jakey Wakey. But I really do think, like Craig said, I think you need a hard drive checked if you call him Jakey Wakey. I'm sorry. Oh, well. it, well, I, know, I know we don't like right, it. But right. And just like that, our views went Right. I'm sorry. That was the full slander case. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did, but if you've got a son called Jake who's three, use it as much as you want. But if you haven't, sorry. Jacob. Spot on, Ned. Well done. Spot on. <laughs> on, on that particular topic we have had a tweet from claire who says good evening panelists and yes craig it's jake um so it does seem to be it's not just us who seem to be fairly animated about this but <laughs> also can i just um button on the old um shade argument um i really like um tyree shade in in small doses um <laughs> I, I, I think um he seems to perform better in the evenings as well, in the evening games. And I don't know what the, the link is there, but, it, it, but you know, we could we should start calling them Nightshade from Gladiators. 
God. Because on the on the Tuesdays, oh. he's uh, you know, he is um a lot better. He is a lot better when it when it call him bloody lampshade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tessa Sanderson. Um, We're not getting him on, are we? <laughs> good evening, Danny, who has tweeted in saying good evening, FRI family. And uh, and Mike sent a, an alternate via Twitter, perhaps calling him Jakeling Wakeling. Is that any better? I'll let you guys decide. <laughs> it, it's better. It's better. It's better, but it's not good. Yeah, J- Jakey Wakey sounds like a Teletubby character. It does. So. <laughs> Jakey Wakey. Anyway, let's, let's move on. Um, Joe. I, I did feel a bit harsh. Um, so a couple of people were asking me about the game from sort of Wednesday onwards because they saw that we got an injury time winner. And I said, to be fair, it for me, watching it on, on iFollow, admittedly I wasn't there, but watching it on iFollow, I, I described it as a who could possibly defend the worst game. And we were just trying to outdo each other. Would you agree with that assessment? Uh, yeah, I would. Uh, we actually, our little group of friends where we sit together and we had exactly the same conversation during a game. It was it was refreshing to see two teams having a go. But yeah, the the defending left a lot to be desired by by both teams at time. And I I, I think actually we improved second half at the back. Um, we I think Sutton some of Sutton's tactics second half ruined the game really and I think they were definitely playing for a draw. But yeah we we did have that same conversation about the defending. It wasn't wasn't too special at all. Um but yeah, what can you say? I mean, we needed a win. We got a win. It wasn't pretty, but job done. Move on to the next one, hopefully. And uh, never, I think I've kind of said, and no, I was going to use that word there. <laughs> Are you yeah. actually going to lose to it? <laughs> I was going to, but I chose not oh, to. No, I've, uh, I've suggested this in the past, but I'm never one not to be a man of the people. So that's hashtag let Nick speak. And... Uh, <laughs> And, and have his say on, um, a, there was suggestion and well-founded suggestion. I can only use the term suggestion because I wasn't there. Um, that there may have been a few, for want of a better phrase, altercations with Lindsay to do with shushing the Arkles and maybe uh, an exchange of views, shall we say, with the town end. What's your thoughts on that, mate? Um, from what I was told... Um, apparently he had a um, a big go, or a, a spectator fan had a big go at him at a right swearing one-to-one swearing match with each other and that's apparently who he was doing the shushing to the guy one guy that was giving him a load of stick during the game and that that's really as much as, much as I know um, again from what from what you read and what you hear there seems to be a lot of bad feeling towards the coaching setup during a game that there's lots of noise and information coming out of the dugout which is seems to be confusing allegedly confusing players nobody knows what's going on too you know too much verbals from the coaching staff but uh yeah i mean lindsay fair play to him he is very passionate he obviously loves the club he wants to do well i listened to his post-match um chat the other day and he actually come across very well so um he thinks we're on the right track he says we're nowhere near where he wants us to be he can see what the issues are so hopefully he can turn that round over the next well by the end of next month and we'll have a good idea where we are so i'd rather have someone like him who is passionate 
and who does get involved than we had last season where the guy had no personality, had no interest in interacting with the fans, wouldn't let players do interviews. And, uh, yeah, it's a big change. So fair play to Lindsay. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can get the results that he needs. And maybe some of the fans will get back on his side. Uh, Danny's been back in touch since you started talking, saying, can you please tell Nick, thanks for washing my hat and footy shirt. She'll collect it soon. <laughs> There you go. Right, okay. Not a problem. <laughs> um, so Craig, obviously you were you were at work for the game. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, how are we just how are we just going over that? How are we just like are we not asking you about it? Why don't you need that? Though? I don't like to cry. I don't like to cry. <laughs> let, let, let's just Jamie say left the hat and football shirt though. Let, let's just say we're meeting on Tuesday. Oh yeah. <laughs> You watching the first game? You watching something better? <laughs> anyway, let's move on. <clears throat> Moving on. Uh, moving swiftly on, Craig. Um, yeah. So you were at work, obviously unable to to make the game. Not sure if you were able to. to no, sort I was, of uh, I was at the game. I wasn't working that night. I thought he was working. Sorry, pal. No, was, uh, he was I, on the no, game. I, I, I was there. Yeah, I saw In which case, allow me to rephrase the question. What did you think of it? Well, I mean. <laughs> Christ, it's all falling apart now. Isn't it? Um, well, we we said we said before the start of the game it was a must win for Lindsay, and as um, I think Woody pointed out, instead of alluded to, um, um, at the end of the game, you know he he got the win, and and credit has to go to him for that, you know, which is which is fair enough. We said it was a must win. He gave us the win. So he's got to go into Doncaster and um, and get another win because, you know, all right, fair enough, we're unbeaten since Harrogate, but you get three points for a win and only one for a draw. We've dropped too many points so far. So, but, um, but yeah, it was a much better performance, definitely. Um, he should have started Wakelin and Jeffcott from the beginning, I think, and then maybe brought Jeffcott off like he planned to do with half an hour to go. I think that's what a lot of the booing was at, 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 after 60 minutes. It wasn't because Wakelin was coming on. It was because he was subbing off Jeff Jeffcott for Wakelin, a like-for-like like, um, switch. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I think, you know, it, it, it was a better performance. Um, you know, it, it was a great game to watch for the neutral in the first half with all the goals going in. Defending was absolutely shocking. But again, we were losing the ball in midfield. There's, the the defence hasn't got very good protection. And it's got, like um, somebody else alluded to in our chat the other day. Um, we, we're going to have, it's going to be one of those seasons where we're going to have to outscore the opposition. But um, but again, I, I thought McDonald, uh, I, I just, I don't see what he adds. I can't believe we signed a, 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 a central defender who's not a ball-playing centre-back, considering the type of football that we play. You know, clearly he's not. And, all right, yeah, he makes mistakes, and then he makes up for them by doing some really good defending. But I'd rather he just didn't make those mistakes in the first place, to be honest with you. And him and uh, Lavinier, they had a torrid time against Will Randall in that first half. So, so yeah, so performance wasn't great, but it was better than what we've what, what we've seen. And, you know, a win's a win at the end of the day. And, um, you know, I, I, I felt in the second half, even when it, when it, when it was 2-2, I felt we could get a goal out of this. We could get a winner. 
you know it, it just looked like we had the, the that extra bit of quality to go go along and do it but um but yeah it, it was a great game to watch it's my first live game of the season and um but yeah when when it you've mentioned about the coaching and and, it, and like I said because this was my first live game I think I understand where the fans are coming from because at one point you had five coaches in that technical area all shouting at the at the first 11 including Lindsay now normally you might have the manager and one of the coaches um you know shouting instructions but when you've got five different people that's that's that can't be right that's that's going to cause some sort of confusion when um Hutton came on for Lavinia um he had four different coaches come up to him and give him instructions before he even got on the pitch you, you, you know it's it's um it, it seems like there's um too many um too many cooks and not enough chefs to reverse that analogy i, I think on i'm the, not uh, entirely sure that's how the saying goes if i'm honest well that's why i say it's, it's it's the reverse of it Craig's had a few beers he does what he wants <laughs> <laughs> but it is that's that's what it is there isn't an actual, there isn't someone who's who's in charge it's just five different people giving different instructions you know so yeah uh, yeah it, it might not be the best analogy but that's that's the best i can think of especially you've got at the moment that yeah, that's got we, 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 we very much appreciate the effort you've gone to with the analogy yeah. um darren has sent in a, an alternate do we do we think j dog is better than jakey wakey is like Dog any better it's better but that's yeah. not saying um, much it's also worth pointing out that, that Danny has explained the situation with her and Nick as well. She felt the need to come out and explain it, bless her. <laughs> um, Kieran, let's come to you uh, because Joe in the YouTube comments makes a very valid point and it will also um, lead us neatly into the next topic as well. But booing our own, hashtag shameful. Well, to be fair, it was one stand, and it was a stand that has the IQ of about five that booed their own players on 60 fucking minutes. They're idiots. And I've never seen, I, even, I've, I can't understand why anyone would boo their own team, even if you're doing really badly, like we're bottom of the league, and you're drawing 2 2, you're booing your team on 60 minutes. If we went and lost that game, I wouldn't have been, it, I could, if you were losing 4 5 0, I could maybe understand it. 60 minutes, you're drawing 2-2, a game you're very much in, and you're probably edging it at that point as well. You're booing decisions. Now, I don't agree that I, <clears throat> I don't agree with Jeff Cott coming off initially, but after hearing the interview that he could only last for about 70 minutes, I sort of agree with it because I would have tried, I'd rather brought a second striker on to go up top with Jeff Cott because he looked isolated up there on his own. Um, and he definitely could do with Wakelin up there together. And I think that's something hopefully they, they can do. Um, obviously, it probably depends on, on fitness and stuff, but. Booing your own players and manager on 60 minutes, um, it's just, it baffles me. And like singing, he hasn't got a clue. I think he's got more of a clue than half that fucking stand. Um, so I just, it, it, it was just baffling. And I think Scott Lindsay has, I, not his biggest fan, but not his biggest critic either. I was sort of, sort of jury out on him still, but he's got passion about the club. And I think he showed that at the end of the game when he's ran down to the town and clapped him and got got the Swindon badge and thrown it about and doing all that. I think he wants to succeed and I don't get what booing your own players are doing in 60 minutes. Everyone wants the same objective of this club. They want the club to be promoted. Just get behind them. As Jacob Wakelin said in his interview, just get everyone wants the same thing. Just get fucking behind them. Stop booing them on 60 minutes because they had the last laugh. You all look like fucking idiots. Well, Woody, let me throw it over to you um, as someone, as we know, with coaching experience. Um, 
ultimately ultimately it, it it can't help can it booing your own your own team and your own coach and uh, it then um, leads me to the the question that i um flagged up on the screen a minute ago um what's the panel's opinions on fans booing substitutions during a game um it doesn't help um i think we brushed upon it i think it was last year didn't we about booing during the game and all that kind of stuff and i agree 100 percent with kieran in terms of you know, it's too all. It was too all in a, in a game where we were maybe edging it as the better side at that point, especially at that point. Um, but I just, yeah, it just doesn't have any benefit. And I just think I don't, I don't necessarily agree with Lindsay's reaction, whether that was to one person or not. Um, but the the booing and saying you don't know what you do. I, I admit I didn't boo, but I did look and go, what is he doing there? You know. <laughs> um, but then I, I questioned his lineup from the start, but. As I said earlier, I don't think it was the best performance, but we needed the three points. We got the three points, um, and we build on that. We needed a confidence. We needed a momentum. We went on. We went on Saturday, and um, we went on Saturday, and we can go up to I think like fifth or sixth. So, um, but that that as Craig alluded to earlier, for fuck's sake, as Craig said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if he doesn't win on if he doesn't win on Saturday, then we are back down, and it does start giving ammunition again to to those fans. You will always you won't get rid of that in football. I'm sorry, but although I don't necessarily agree with it, you won't get rid of it in football. If people are agitated and people don't like what they're seeing, they will boo. And you could argue one side of you could argue they have the right to boo. They pay their money, whether it helps or not is you know, <laughs> irrelevant to them. Um, but I don't agree with it. Sixty minutes in, and he, it's not like he's taken off the guy who scored the goal. You know, Jeff Cott was having a good game, but he wasn't having a you know a massive impact on the game that was going to win us it. And then you know, if he had brought on a blinking, you know, with no disrespect, someone like Oscar Massey, I know he's on loan, but let's say if it was Oscar Massey, then it's a weird decision. It's a questionable decision, and you would expect that. But they're bringing on he's bringing on our top scorer, so I don't under, I don't understand the the need to boo and uh, on that point whether we agree with the, whether he's not changing tactics or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, hundred percent behind Kieran. What he said on that in terms of it's it's just a, it's just irrelevant. You're too old with half an hour, twenty minutes, half an hour left of the game. So I, I've changed the, the ticker there to to suggest problems in the stand and not just because of things on the pitch. And, and I'll kind of open this up to all of you um, so we can debate it. But let, let me throw a couple of things out. And, and again, I have to stress, I wasn't there, so I can't confirm or deny what was or wasn't said what did or didn't happen but we know since tuesday's game okay and, and it does link into to this comment that we've had in the chat from um from nigel um we've seen a message about the toilets in the town and came out we had we've seen the pictures of the smashed up seats um, we, we actually received uh, an inbox from a supporter um asking if we were going to be discussing it and and they suggested a different side of the coin of course but they said that the the stewarding in the town end uh there are certain ones not all of them again it has to be said there are certain ones who try to um phys not physically but try to intimidate younger some younger fans or slighter physically fans but won't go anywhere near sort of bigger typically or stereotypically stronger looking supporters. Um, 
we on a, on the serious note as well. Um, I don't know if any of you guys saw it, but but Danny tweeted, and and it made me very sad to see that there were there was a or a couple of supporters who made some form of racist chanting towards a Sutton player. But obviously she heard it as well, and that's not great. There is a lot of things going on now. If I remember right, and please correct me if I'm wrong, did we not get some form of like family recognition last season? And all of a sudden, we've got all of this yeah. stuff, which, by the way, completely unacceptable. And and we do. We honestly say, if you know anyone who is doing any of this stuff, please report it in. Let's get it out quickly. This is all of our club, and none of us, none of us, genuine, down to earth, everyday fans want this associated to our club. So let's get rid of it at the quickest opportunity. But if it is happening, why is it happening and why is it being allowed to happen? The, th the, thing, that gets well, me, I, the, the thing that gets me is what have we complained about? Well, not complained, but what the issues we've had at this club in the last 20 years are all been, we've got no money, we can't afford this, we can't afford that. And then you get absolute fucking idiots like that that are, are costing the club money now to replace toilets or repair toilets, replace seats. Honestly, what are they thinking? It's just absolute madness. You know, it's bad enough going to an away ground and doing it because that still costs Swindon Town because we still have to pay for the pay for that. But to do it at your own stadium, to your own seat potentially that you're going to sit in, I wouldn't replace them. I'd say fuck you. Well, they don't sit in their own seats, do they? Well, so that's it's... Fair point, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't often go in the town end anymore, but I, I mean. No, it wasn't the last time I went in the penultimate time I went in the town end. Um, it there was a group of you know Swindon fans you you use in inverted commas um, who wasn't even facing you know the football pitch half the time who were staring back in the stand you know marching around and clear, clearly charlied up or something I don't know but you know offering out Swindon fans. Do you know who I am? All this sort of stuff. And it's just embarrassing. That's supposed to be our family stand. Do you know what I mean? I And, I mean, this bloke is... If you, if you imagine the gangway at the bottom, he stood up in the gangway and he's walking backwards and forwards. One, why isn't a steward telling him to bloom and find a seat? Um, and two, he's clearly he's saying some horrible things towards the Swinon fans. Why isn't he being kicked out? But, you know, obviously he's a very important person from, um, where did he say? He was from Pinehurst. Yeah. So uh, he's very important. So clearly they didn't want to go near the important person from Pinehurst. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's, you know, if, if you have. Yeah, no, it's just this important one. Not it's everyone. just one important uh, one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, if you have people like that in the ground, who are not obviously thinking straight anyway, I mean, it's going to attract, you know, more, if, you, if you've got more than one of them, should I say, there's going to be stuff which happens which is absolutely unforgivable. They are clearly not thinking straight. You, you know, I'm, I'm, it's easy to spot them type of people. Get them out. No one wants them there. They're just blocking people's view. They're, they're starting fights with their own, you know, with, with, with the same team fans. Get them out. Get them out. I don't want them there. I'd rather I'd rather pay extra to go and not have those knobheads there. So um, I think 
they're probably the town end tossers that Woody referred to in, in the previous episode. But there we go. I, it, it frustrates me because they stick out like a sore thumb, but no one will do anything about it. Well, that's that's the problem, Ned. I, I think for so long they've been able, they, they've just been. I understand a hands-off approach when it comes to stewarding and policing, and I think that is important generally, but there just seems to have been an, an element, and it's a minority, let's, let's, let's get this straight, it is a yeah. minority that have been able to just you know, run riot and do whatever they like, and that's that's the problem, it's, it's gone too far. And now they, they think that they can just do stuff like that, where they can rip up seats and stuff like that and, you know, hurl racist abuse and, and, and things like that. It's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's not on. Um, but, I mean, how, you know, it, I, I'd imagine that the town end must be monitored strictly. They must have cameras on it. They must be able to see who these people are. You know, you, you, you buy these tickets and everything, you know, and th unless they're coming in with a balaclava, surely you can identify who these people are. And they need to be given lifetime bans at, at the at the end of the day. But um, no, I mean, I, I, when it came comes to the racial abuse, I mean, it's it's just there's no there's no excusing that in this in this day and age. You know, you you, you got black players on on your own team for Christ's sake. Why, you know, I, I don't I can't even begin to fathom why you know the mentality behind it. But I, I think I, I was listening to the lower league look, and I'm, I'm not making excuses for any, but there just seems to be. A lot more people are a lot more angry since COVID, I think, you know, whether it's on social media or in the crowds and, and stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's a it's, it's a like um, it's a very toxic thing that I think it, that has been happening. We saw it in the Euros, um, you know, last year with England, with the way our fans were, were, were behaving. It's you know, there's something not right there. And, and you know, something needs to be done. It, it, I don't think it's not just our club. Although there's, I don't, I don't know there's many where people have, um, you know, wrecked the seats in their own stadium. It, it's, it just, it beggars belief. Um, to, to be honest, I just can't comprehend the mindset of of how this has come to even be a thing. I mean, I, I think it was Ned, it was even Ned or Joe said earlier. On, on the odd occasion, I I get to go. Uh, I get to come down to Swindon and go to home games. I, I used to be season ticket in the town end until I moved up here. Um, but I haven't been in the town end for a couple of seasons. It, if I take my lad, we go in Arkles. If I don't, I tend to go Don Rogers. Um, and and that's not because of, of a, a fear of the town and weather, but it's just not the same as it used to be, unfortunately. And what I don't understand, I kind of understand it but i don't understand it if that makes sense as to how it's it's come to be like you don't hear of any of this kind of stuff going on in either of the other stands that are open is it purely because these people are just all stood up at the back and and the stewards can't be it can't be surely especially when you hear the levels of damage and and stuff that's going on it's, it's just ridiculous fifi just just to put a comment in there um last time i was in the town then um my lad, he, he smokes, he's a smoker. He went out at half time where you can go outside the ground and have a cigarette. And he said, it's the first time he's done that. And he said, he will never ever do it again. He said, the amount of dickheads that were out there smoking, and I'm not putting a, a, a slain on all smokers, 
but he said the idiots that were out there in what they were saying and what they were doing, he said it, he could not believe it. And I, I think one of the big problems is people get drugged up. I think drugs is a big issue. Um, I went to Exeter last year and, and pretty much witnessed Swindon supporters in a pub, in a toilet cubicle, pretty much what they were either taking drugs or, or they were doing something else. There were two lads in the toilet cubicle before I got in there. And to me, they were pretty much taking drugs. And I think drugs seems to be a big problem with uh, a number of our supporters. And that's where the trouble comes from, because they're, they're either pissed up or they're on, to me, they're on drugs. Now, that's just my opinion. I may be wider than Mark, but I think I don't think I'm too far from what's going on. Um, ben, do you think culturally this kind of action has almost become not acceptable? Acceptable is the wrong word. It's become a lot more in the public eye again. I mean, if you think back, Swindon fans were up in arms about what happened at Port Vale, but now we're kind of doing that to ourselves. Yeah, um, I don't think there's been many instances of this actually happening at Swindon, um, where we've just smashed up our own seats in the toilets for no good reason. Um, I'm quite pleased we're making quite a big thing. I'm actually quite pleased that a lot of Swindon fans have been disgusted and openly disgusted with these actions. And hopefully this will go some way for it not happening again, um, because I think they hopefully they will find out who's ever done. They've got CCT cameras. They know what's happened. You know, they, they, they'll, they'll catch the people that have done it and they'll get life bans. Um, it's not acceptable. We shouldn't pretend it's acceptable. We should make a big thing of this and stamp it out and um yeah the town and i'm not i've not been in a town for years i'm not gonna take my boys in the town end it's not like it used to be uh, a long time ago when i used to go there regularly uh, i used to love the atmosphere in there but yeah you dickheads i just, just it's just um yeah just keep out that happy the don rogers they'll stay there um what are you <clears throat> you have been in the town end recently. Uh, do you kind of see some of what's been reported and what some of the guys said going on, or or is it not always like this? Um, well, I could sit here all day telling you what I know goes on in the town end, but the um, I think I'm, I'm looking at this two ways. I agree fully with what Nick says. Um, I've also witnessed that, um, and I know it was that they didn't have a cold um the i think when it comes to the town ends the problem is at the moment and i think this is something that obviously i've only stopped really sitting in the town end this season um you know i've been in the town end probably for the last 10 years um but progressively it seems like really overexcited children probably calling them jakey wakey um but it's the soul man it came it came on um what was it I, I can't remember what game it was we had a oh it was the oldham game um where uh dion connery got the header and um I, last season yeah at that point i had two lads could you not come down over the guys behind me and matty where we sit uh, where we stand and had actually like almost surfed over us taking me out in the process my right shoulder out in the process 
And I remember saying to Matty that day, I said, these seats are going to get broken one day because of people climbing up on them and jumping through them. And I, I generally think that's probably what's happened to the majority mm. of those seats. They, people have got overexcited, stood on them um, and, and things like that because you can just kind of tell. I'm not saying that they haven't been vandalised, but I generally think that's more not purposeful vandalism. I think that is generally just people getting overexcited and jumping on sta- on on, ta- um, on chairs. Um the toilets, I've got no idea how why that's happened. Obviously, I was in the Don Rogers on Tuesday, but um, i got no idea why that's happened. And I think those idiots, I hope they find them and they actually charge them for it. Um, you know, I I almost feel like if you did a whip round around the, around the county ground and said, can we pay the court, court fees to get this through? I'm sure we'll all put a tenner in. Um, yeah. But it's... Um, it is it is ridiculous. There, there is a strange culture change at the moment in football in general, I think. Um, you know, including racist chants. I'm not condoning it, but there is a strange culture change at the moment. Um, it is getting a lot of exposure. It disappeared for a little bit and now it's steadily coming back again, I guess, as we're all getting a little bit more excited. Um, but it's just it's just fucking ridiculous. It, it, it winds me up why you would want to um, to do that to your, to your own stadium. Um, as, as the guys have already said, um, it's costing us money at the end of the day. And it's money that the club don't have. And if you think about the things that we could be doing um, with that money is, you know, we want to make the town end better. How is that encouraging us to, you know, people are moaning that the town end is going to be one of the last things to be done. Well, that's the exact reason why, because we won't look after it. Fans won't look after it. And, um, you know, there is the, in my opinion, with the seat, seat situation, I personally would just get rid of half those seats and put a terrace, uh, put the terrace uh, stand, um, rails in, just put them in now. You know, because I think that they they could do that with with that facility now, and just put them in now because those seats don't get used anyway. I'm not saying that's a, that's a justifiable reason for them to get damaged, but it's it was going to happen. And as I said, I said that to my mate last season. I said these seats are going to get broken one day. They're not, they're not the strongest seats in the world, mm. um, so maybe we really need to start considering what when we go through the stadium development because the town end is the last thing to do. Do we want to? just get rid of some of the seats in that stand and, and turn it into railing. Um, you mentioned the term, uh, I think it was culture change uh, during that, Woody, and Paddy's been back in touch and kind of said the same thing in, in a roundabout ways, but it's all this, uh, it's it's all the Stone Island and on the beer mentality again now, trying to be an STFC firm. You see them hanging around after games or walking around the county ground pub like the craze before games. Um, and, and- well, well, well. Let's not let's not insult the craze in that way, please. They, those, guys, <laughs> those guys were real hard men. You know, like regardless of the dirty shit they did, they were proper hard men. <laughs> you know, they, they weren't they weren't wannabe gangsters. They were actual gangsters. <laughs> but it is a good point. And but okay, so we we've kind of touched on the the majority of the things that have been reported. To have happened but how i mean i think what you said there woody in, t- in terms of the, the standing is 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 part of a solution to part of the problem but but what else can be done in the sort of immediate term to to fix some of these problems i mean if if we're saying that the stewarding is is a major factor but there are also stewards who are the the suggestion is some of them are for want of a better phrase, abusing a position of power, how do you resolve that to then fix the next problem? Name and shame them. You know, there, there must be photo, there must be video and photo 
you know, of, of, of these people doing it. Plaster it all over social media. That's that's what happened after the Port Vale game. Their their fans and our fans that, that got in, got involved. Uh, obviously, they did that to try and press you know criminal charges. But if you do that, if you've if you've been out on the smash or you've been on drugs or something, and then and then your face is plastered over the over the over social media, you're not going to want your employer to see that. You know your employer sees that you're going to be in deep shit. So that, that you know something like that could act. As a as a deterrent, if you know, if if, if anything, you know, that's it, it, you know, we've got to stop these people from from doing it because if they think they can get away with it now, what are they going to do next time? Someone could end up getting injured, or or you know, touch wood, it doesn't happen e- e- even worse. So, I, some sometimes shaming people in, into changing their behaviour can can work. I, I I don't know what else. You know any other way of doing it in, in, unless we we pay a fortune in stewarding and policing in the town end which we don't really want to do do we um does anyone else have anything they want to add to this topic before we move on because i think it's quite an important one to make sure we cover yeah go on ned um open and honesty time um i have to be honest i've Never- uh, Oh, Woody's Wi-Fi was kicked in as he tried to talk to Ned. Um, I've uh, broken a seat in the town end. Oh, sir. But um, that's through being morbidly obese, unfortunately. So, uh, <laughs> apologies. Oh, Ned. I, 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 Ned, I don't I, think I, they're going to... <laughs> I jumped up. I was in the disabled section. I jumped up and... Um, landed back on the seat again and and it broke so huge apologies um if you know if someone is required to pay for said chair i will happily pay for it because that was my fault of the you know the overeating of pizzas and energy drinks over the years Um, what i would say you're smashing up the disabled section ned yeah smashing it up got getting getting too excited apologies Uh, what I would say, because it certainly isn't a body shaming culture, Ned, is if you're describing yourself as morbidly obese, it would explain why the NHS, last time I went to my GP, had me as clinically dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> me and you both, brother, me and you both. I've got a long torso. It's spread over a long... No, no. it has been said before that you are surprisingly tall. Well, actually, no, it's been said that I'm surprisingly tall and you're even taller than I am. Yes. Ned is surprisingly massive. Ned is massive. The but not, you not as giant. massive as Warren. I've got <laughs> no. photographic yeah, evidence. Can I just, can I just say, when it, when it come, came to the like the town end toilets, um, apparently the police said they got nothing to go on. Oh, crazy. <laughs> oh. No. Stop drinking. My God! If you see see Craig walking along the local area tonight, and you happen to have a portion of chips, be careful he doesn't steal them. (laughs) (laughs) He has form. Oh, on a serious note, on this though, I think the stewards need to spend more time actually stewarding people than worrying about taking bottle tops off of bottles. Yeah. Um, you know, because they're happy to take your bottle tops off so you can't throw your bottle of water at somebody. But then people can get in with flares, people can get in and cause trouble, people can get in drugged that, out. So that rule always makes me laugh when you see all the like pirates. I just take one in my pocket and then they frisk me and I still get it in anyway. 
<laughs> oh, uh, Craig, we have a message specifically for you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair point. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, there, there's some very valid points, um, and I'm sure the club are doing all they can to address the situation. Um, but as as fans, um, whether you're in the town end or near it, you see these things happening. Please do report it so we can kick it out because it's not. I mean, other people might disagree, but I don't believe that the stuff that we've been talking about for the last 20, 25 minutes represents what Swindon Town is about. It's certainly not what Swindon Town means to me and it's not how Swindon Town how I want Swindon Town to be reflected. Um so let let's you know if there's say 50 fans that are doing it, there's still seven and a half thousand fans there that can that can between us report it, get it stopped, get it fixed. Um, and hopefully it will be gone as quick as it came. Um, that is the hope anyway. But if we can, gents, I'd like to move on to something a lot happier um, and a lot more positive. Um, and that is uh, Swindon Town Women's Sites. Uh, we obviously had the show Monday where we spoke about this. If you haven't had the chance to see it yet, because um, we did only put it out, what, an hour and a half or so ago. Um, Craig has spent some time this week clipping together segments from some previous shows to promote the, the women's team and uh, and this weekend's fixtures um and and it is a very good watch for 15 minutes um it, it features the ladies who, who came on the show a couple of weeks back it's got bits from woody craig and joe from when they went to the last game at foundation park um but it's a it's a big chance for for fans to get down isn't it woody and and go to foundation park again this weekend yeah 100 i think um i'm personally thinking there's gonna be a lot more there than uh, than there was the game a couple of weeks ago um yeah i just i just really want to encourage people to go down i think the foundation released kind of what they're doing pre-match in terms of uh you know the minute silence and the um national anthem as well um so yeah please get on down there because like i said it all helps that business case to the club as i said on monday um <clears throat> it helps that business case to the club to say get us on that county ground pitch so um yeah it'll be really um be really really good to see people down there supporting your local your local women's team so am i right two o'clock sunday two o'clock sunday um three pound i probably should have checked this before i come on i think it's three pound for adults um one pound for kids no it's one pound that's it yeah see yeah um you've made us yeah. all experts these days woody <laughs> exactly i don't need to talk anymore about it which is quite nice because it's always felt quite weird um but, um i did notice on the tweet earlier though that the development aren't playing this weekend uh my team aren't playing this weekend um it's the under 18s no it's the under 18s are playing tomorrow tomorrow oh, morning sorry, that's my misunderstanding and then, yeah and then uh the first team on sunday the devs have the weekend off another one um but the Yes, Mike, yes. Sorry, that, that's very important um, because we don't massively publicise it for some reason at the moment. Not too sure why. Um, but if you're an OSC or a, tr a trust member, you get them for free. You just need to show your membership card. I don't know if I ever got one. Not that it matters because I would pay to go in anyway. Uh, with your trust, yeah, I think, yeah, actually, yeah. you're right. With trust, I don't think you get a membership card. I think people will show in 
some sort of proof, whether that be an email or some, I'd imagine. Yeah, direct direct debit email or whatever, just something along those lines, and then obviously you'll get them for free, because obviously those guys are kind enough to sponsor the women's setup as well. So, Um, The under-18s you're referring to, uh, I'm trying to think back to make sure I get this right, 10am at Lydia Millicent on Saturday? Yeah, so 10am against Barton United, which are an Oxford-based team. Oxford-based team. Um, uh, So Lydia Millicent, for those who, well, the home of Lydia Millicent Juniors, um, if you know West Swindon, which most people I hope do, um, it's just as you go past the Devere on your way up to Purton, kind of that area, um, not too far, uh, new too too far out of West Swindon. But um, I'm hoping to be up there tomorrow morning. Um, yeah, go up there, and there's a nice big ground if you just want to go up there. To, if you're planning on walking your dog tomorrow, why not walk your dog up there? Uh, take your dog up there, walk them around the pitch. Uh, well, not round the pitch, literally, but you know, in terms, of, <laughs> could be could be interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, change of scenery. It's always quite nice up there when the sun's rising in the morning as well. So get up there. Um, last time um, after the last game at Foundation Park, um, obviously Craig and Joe, you were both there and you both spoke so well. Joe, I'd like to give you the chance to go first again. Just thinking back to that and and how you've reflected on it now. You you said some some brilliant things last time, but what would you say to if anyone's unsure whether they they really want to? What would you say about about going down this weekend? Well, basically, it's the polar opposite of what we've just been talking about with fan problems and and abuse and things like that. Absolutely none of that. If you want to take your kids, if your kids are only just getting into football, or your daughter, you know, your daughter's just getting into the girls' football because of the Euros. It's ideal to take them down there. It's, you know, there's there's no nothing. I, you know, I've been a couple of times now, and there's no. I've, I've heard no bad language or barely any bad language, you know, nothing abusive. It's just a nice friendly day. You know, the four of us went last time, six quid to get in. Can't go wrong, you know? And uh, yeah, the, the standards, like, as I said before, it was, I was a standard, how, how good the standard was. So, you know, don't be put off thinking it's going to be a poor standard. It is a decent standard. Um, yeah. And it, generally it's just a, on a Sunday afternoon that people got, you know, nothing else to do. Get down there, support support the girls, and uh, get as much money in the coffers as possible. No, absolutely. And Craig, I know that. Um, I think you're planning on going down, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking my youngest. Um, yeah, she's she's four, and um, she, she's really into football at the moment. And she enjoyed it the last time we went, and she loved the the lioness watching the lionesses and everything um, during the summer. Um, uh, Joe's spot on. I agree with everything he said there. It's it's really good. Um, you know, really good, um, nice sort of, you know, if you want to take your family there, it's, it's brilliant. You, you don't have to stay sat in your seats. You can walk along, you can sit, you know, you can watch on the on the railings and, and everything. It's um, it's, it's a really good and they've got refreshments and everything. And um, yeah, and it is a really good standard. Um, if you're not sure, watch the video that we've uploaded um, on, on, on YouTube here. You'll find it on our socials as well. But if you're not sure, um, just read that and, and, and listen to um, um, Bowds and Beth, who who were on our show, who who play for the, for the team. It, it means so it will mean it means so much to them to play at Foundation Park, and even more so if they can get on the county ground. And the more people who turn up to Foundation Park on Sunday, the stronger the case they can put forward to the club to say, look, it is worth having women's football at the county ground and it would mean so much to them and they 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 deserve it it's 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 a really good standard of football we spoke about um about Annie's goal 
in, in the winner against Larko Ath- Athletic. What an outstanding goal that that was. And um, yeah, you know, J- Joe said it last last time. There's there's goals that you remember, you, you know, fr- throughout your you know your, your time supporting the club, and that's one you'll you'll always remember. And, and just generally, the standard is is really good. It's really worth watching. Like you said, three pound per adult. You, you you can't go wrong. Go out go out and watch them and and give them your support. Another thing I'd just like to quickly mention, I would love it if if somehow logistically Swindon Town could do like a double header weekend. So you you know, either the girls play at twelve thirty, say, or at six o'clock after a three o'clock kickoff. You know, you, you pay your match match fee for a League Two game and then you get the ladies game for free, but you obviously, you know, it'd be a big crowd, people stay around, a bit more few more burgers and well not burgers anymore pasties and sausage rolls sold and beers and and things and it all helps you know it all helps uh on the subject of admission i've seen that that claire's tweeted in again and, and actually addressed uh what woody was saying and she's put i've got an osc membership card to show but she would still happily pay to watch the ladies play regardless similar to to mike saying um pay anyway though if you can um which is an important point um you know, as, as Joe was saying there, even um, every every little helps. As one particular supermarket, um, we have had we have had a question which Woody, uh, I'm sure you can answer. If not, Craig, I imagine you you'd be able to answer it with your recent experience. But there's us. Can spectators use the county ground or foundation park for parking to watch the ladies' games? You can you can use the county ground car park, and it's free. Um, there's you can also park near. Like um, the Stratton Bank end of, of uh, along there, but it, it gets busy quite quickly. I, I, if you're happy to just do the short walk, just park in the county grounds car park. That's that's where that's where we parked last time, and you don't have to pay anything. It's free on a Sunday. There you go. I hope that helps. Um, let's move on, and and we're just going to very quickly pass by this next one. I imagine, um, but it was announced earlier this week that uh, former town midfielder Yasser Kassim was retiring. We have here his um, his official statement. Um, I'll be retiring from international scene and also from professional football. I've got a couple of business ventures and I want to really go into football coaching. I think it is time. Um, of course, we wish him all the very best. I think I a lot of fans would tend... Sorry? I thought he retired and he came back. Asia Cup in 2015. Well, I was going to say, a lot of fans will think back pre-Asia Cup, he was very, very good and was destined to end up higher up the pyramid. Um, After the Asia Cup, it all kind of went a little bit sour for him at Swindon, unfortunately. But but I'll go around just quickly. Um, Ben, when you think back, now now that all that is been and gone... When you think back to Yasser in a town shirt, good player. Yeah. Uh, well, peak Yasser, peak Yasser was as good as anything that I'd seen in about 25 years. Um, he had the lot. Um, he would, how good would Pete Yasser be in this team right now? He'd fit the grade perfectly. Such a good passer of the ball, such vision, could score goals, um, had a, had, had a technique with a free kick, the Yasser dip with his free kick. And there was a few games that I think absolutely blinding. 
Um, he could do the dirty work as well. He had the he was the complete package. His ceiling at the time was so high. He could have actually made it into the Premier League if he applied himself for that. Um, it didn't work out after a certain tournament, uh, which was a shame. Uh, but there's no doubt denying his quality. Absolute bowler. Um, and uh, yeah, gave us some good memories. Uh, Craig, controversially, I'm sure. But again, if we're talking at their best going into that sort of Asia trophy, I actually preferred Cassine to Luongo. Yeah, I, I think that's about right. You know, Luongo was, you know, obviously he was, he was some player for us, but I, I think the general consensus was that, you know, Cassim was the better out of the out of the two, really. Um, but yeah, yeah, I agree with everything, you know, Ben, ben said he, he was one hell of a player, but obviously he came back, you know, he seemed to check out a little bit after he came back from the Asia Cup, really. And, you know, whether that's down to his agent or if that was just him, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a bit sad, really, that his career just petered out the way, way it did, really. Yeah. I, I think that's a tragic thing. You know, someone with that ability and everything, he, he should have been playing at a higher level. He, he was definitely championship standard, I think, without, without a doubt. But and unfortunately, it, it just that's the way it pans out with with yeah. with some people. Um, he's got to take some responsibility for that, you know. Obviously, he you know something wasn't right when he came back from the Asia Cup, and I think you know most of us can can, can tell, and, and that's not the first time that happens quite a lot with you know with with players if they have a a good tournament and everything. But it just goes to show, you know, it's it's what you do, you know, on the pitch when you're playing for your club, you know, season to season. So. So, yeah, I, I sort of look at his retirement. I think, yeah, it's a bit sad, really, you know, because he could have been one hell of a player. But, you know, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Do you agree, Nick? Potential not fulfilled? Yeah, 100% agree with what Ben said um, <clears throat> with us at that time. <clears throat> you, you know, you you wouldn't get probably a better midfielder. I think with him and Luongo in the in that team, and it's, it's just a joy to watch it every yeah. time. A absolute joy. I think that tournament messed them both up. They both come back as poorer players for whatever reason, which was a great shame because they could have both gone on to much, much better things. So yeah, they to me was he was a class player. Um, don't think his head was in the right space when he came back, and unfortunately, uh, as Craig said, that's that's sometimes what happens. So yeah, for us, yeah, loved watching him play. Proper player, uh, Kieran. So I'll mute them. Um, yeah, I, he was. He's one of the. He got to be up there. One of the best midfielders I think I've seen in my time watching the club. Um, I did see someone's tweet the other day that he would be in the second category of midfielders that they've seen play at this club. Uh, in the first category, Glenn Hoddle on his own. So I think he was always on his day. He was probably one of the best players. He just made everything tick. It's just that little player that just made everything tick. Um, and I think, yeah, pre-Asia Cup, he probably was better than the Wongo. Obviously, Gladwin was better than all of them because he went on to be sold for £4 million. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, he was one of, the, one of the best players. I just think it was a real shame that he came back from the Asia Cup and just thought he would get, he was guaranteed a move away. Um, and I think even then, he played well in sort of transfer windows. And I think a, a move to Swansea didn't happen. They sort of just left it after that. And I think, he, obviously, his career sort of 
didn't go the way where it should have been um, injuries and sort of just not applying himself. I think that was a real shame because I think he could have played championship Premier League football quite easily uh, from what we saw. Um, but wish him all the best in his, his future endeavours and maybe he'll be back as a coach one day. Who knows? Um, absolutely. Uh, and uh, do you know what, Mike? We do try and, and have the odd serious one, but we have been sent something just at the end that if we haven't, dragged on the show too long then yes i will i will end with something a bit fun uh woody I'll do another joke if mike wants woody for those of us who used a particular um social media platform while well, kazim was at swindon facebook was fun wasn't it every other day <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just thinking, what's he on about? And now I remember... What I thought he was on about Fanzy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I oh, know, that was way after MySpace. Um, but the... Um, yeah, Kasim, what a strange one. Um, he, was a, he was a very, very good player when he was with us. Um, I wouldn't massively disagree with the, the tweet, I think, Kieran said he saw about the Category 2. Um, although I would say that when he had a dreadful game, it was a really dreadful game. That was kind of my memories to see. Um, he was a very, he was, he did have a kind of Anthony Grant a little bit about him as well in terms of just being able to break up play. Um, but the only thing that really frustrated me about him was when we had a corner, it looked like they were going to score, as in the opposition <laughs> were going to score. Um, because it, it seems so many of his corners used to get over hit or... Or just or got to the but it was or it was like a pass to the, the front man at the near post. Um but yeah, other than that, I thought, you know, it's just a strange career for him. I mean, he's only thirty one. And, you know, to retire at thirty one as a midfielder, you know, especially a midfielder of his type, um, I know he might have been plagued with injuries and stuff. I think he only, he didn't even reach ten games for Northampton, did he? Um and then there was that oh, whatever league Obrek, Aberesk or whatever they were called that he, he finished at. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, he was, he was part of a, you know, a midfield that get, did give us a lot of joy in terms of Luongo and Gladwin and, and Kasim. And I think that's how we want to remember him. And I, I, I struggle with this concept of, um, after Asia cups and after Africa cups and all this kind of stuff. I just think that sometimes you do, you, you get to that level and then all of a sudden there's so much spotlight on you that every time you pay poorly, that spotlight is even bigger. And um, and I think he just couldn't find that form when he returned. It could have been fatigue. It could have been anything. Um, Joe, yourself on Kazim? Uh, pretty much on a par with what everyone else has said. Um, you know, on, on his day, he's right up there with the best midfielders I've seen play for Swindon. Um, unfortunately, towards the end of his time, that day got less and less. And, it, you know, and it's such, such a shame... You know, we've well, we've seen plenty of players like it. So much talent, and their their career just just fizzles out, and it's uh, it's a shame. But yeah, you know, wishing well with whatever he's going to do going forward, and you know, he'll always be fondly remembered at Swindon, I think. And uh, last but certainly not least, Ned. Yeah, well, um, I was I was going to say he, you know, pre pre. <laughs> sorry, Woody. Um, I was going to say you know pre Asia Cup. You know, I thought he was in a, like a, a noughties Asian John Moncur and then unfortunately come back and was a, a noughties Asian, Asian Fraser McHugh. Um, so uh, it is rather unfortunate how, 
You know, it, 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 to be, it, do you know what? It would have been great if he went to that Asian Cup and then broke his leg. Because <laughs> well, everyone wants to be like, oh, what a player he is. He's amazing. Um, but yeah, well, there it is. Um, wow. Yeah, but do, do you know what I mean, though? Because then, just you see what I mean? Anyway, um, yeah. So, unfortunate. Good luck. Yes, sir. Shame you lost your way. Um, <laughs> let's look ahead to tomorrow's game. And as it is away from home, that means we have a return of the Red Report. Do, do, do. I, uh, I have to say, I do really, really love that song. Um, let's talk about the game then. How confident are we? Um, if we're looking for confidence, we have to start with Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's probably a good time to play them after they've just lost two and a bounce after a decent start this season. Uh, we're in pretty decent form ourselves. I think there's no reason why we can't. If we go out there with the right application and uh, try and win the game, there's no reason why we can't. Um, I think if we can get a good start, I think their fans can get work in our favour, get on the backs of their own team the way our fans got on the back of our team the other day. Um, yeah, I think it's an important game for both teams because if we win that, our indifferent start, start turns into a quite a decent start. And we can start looking at our season a whole differently um, than we have to, to begin with. Um, so, yeah, let's go for a win. Um, I do have to pull you up on one thing, Ben, and I don't want to open up a, a separate debate when we're in the process of previewing a game. But I did mm. obviously listen to you recently on um, Lowly Look. And unless mm. I misheard you, you were asked a question about how critical are the next couple of games for Lindsay after the win on Tuesday? And you said that he needs to, I believe you said at the next three games, he needs to come away with a minimum three points. No, minimum of, um, no, no, I wouldn't say three, but I think I said, yeah, for him to keep his job, minimum three points. Um, but in, in the fans' point of view, really, to get off his back, he needs seven. 
Um, but realistically, he's not going to get sacked unless he comes back with either zero or three points. Then his job's really under pressure. Um, I think that's what the, is the point that I was trying to say. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm desperate for him to do well. I'm really, really hope that he does do well because that means Swindon do well. Um, and he's a good bloke. Um, so, and, and he's passionate about the club. So I hope it does. Um, but yeah, the question was asked of me because you know Liam likes to probe and get things out of you, and um, yeah, <laughs> he's I hardly he he's hardly the nation's more... greatest. I mean, I've got a lot of respect for him, but he's hardly the greatest, uh, yeah. the great nation's greatest sort of investigative journalist. He he merely says Ben, and then off you go. <laughs> well, he doesn't he doesn't need to then, does he? He just he just I I I am a superb. Uh, punditry podcastist because I don't need much winding up. <laughs> and you're very modest, oh, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it's any bigger. <laughs> What's that? You're if saying you're very modest. I said, if that, if that, oh, yeah, I'm great. That square, <laughs> yeah, no, I won't. No, I'm just trying to keep them, but yeah, I'm brilliant. Me, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, yeah, I think, I think, I think we, if we, if we've got a good chance of coming away with something uh, i think we've got a good chance of getting three points but we they're still a good team they're a really good team who will end up be up there so it should be a good game ever since uh ever since ben won a public vote on who won defending and defensible he's been very cocky uh craig how are, how are you feeling for tomorrow yeah i mean it's it we need to crack on and get a win, I think he needs back-to-back -back wins. Lindsay, he does. Uh, you know, Ben made it. You know, it's a good point. He needs to do better to get the fans off his back. But yeah, I, I do kind of agree. He's not going to get sacked um, if if he you know if he wins maybe one or two of the next three or four games. But um, but for, for for me, it, we don't want it to be like Rochdale where it looked like it papered over the cracks. You know, and then we went. He, he didn't kick on from that. You know, we ended up drawing against Stockport, which felt like a defeat. And then we had Gillingham, which felt like a defeat. So, you know, I really, you know, I was agreeing with what everyone was saying earlier. I like his passion and I so want him to do well. But, you know, it, Doncaster, it's going to be a tricky tie. They've lost their last couple of games, but they did get off to a really good start. And importantly, and, and, and I'm glad you re reminded me there, Garvey, um, we need to start Jeffcott and Wakelin together. He needs to start Khan as well. Like Lukey and Jakey, yeah? Yeah, Lukey and Jakey, yeah. Um, but he needs to start Khan as well because we saw when Khan came on, Gladwin <laughs> and Reed seemed to perform better as well. You know, that you know, Khan's, you know, it, it seemed to make a difference. How they how all three of those can fit in to a Lindsay lineup, I, I don't know. Obviously, it depends on what formation he plays. But at the very least, he needs to start Jeffcott and Wakelin on Saturday for us to get a good result. Now, Doncaster are going to shit house. They've the, the teams that they've beaten this season. The teams have been like, how have they beaten us? It's because they're good at grinding out results, and you know they they seem to you know they've we, we're hitting them at the wrong time because they've had two defeats. Like I just said, they're going to want to um, get a win at, at home. So, so yeah, it, it's it's going to be a tough game. And I really hope that um, Lindsay gets back-to-back -back wins because that that could turn our season on its head. Well, for a change, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm I'm a bit apprehensive about it. I'm I'm a little bit concerned that we might not get anything 
out of it. But uh, but I'm hope I'll, I'll always remain hopeful um, that 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 something was there. And and obviously until we until we can't, I'll always believe we can win again. Uh, Joe, how about yourself? Are you are you very much looking forward to a win, or are you thinking it's going to be a very difficult game? I think we're going to be two draws away from a win. <laughs> um, no, I think it's going to be a tight game. Um, you know, obviously, like like Craig said, they're going to be well up for it. Two defeats, they you know they're going to be uh, trying to trying to battle the way back. But if if we can get an early goal and to get the crowd against them, perhaps you know think funny things can happen. We might get a win there, but. I think it's, I, I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be a draw. Claire has tweeted in to say she's predicting a 3-1 win for the town. How about you, Ned? 3-1 for you as well? Uh, I don't know about 3-1, but, um, you know, I, I don't think we've got anything to worry about with Doncaster. I mean, their star player is flipping Omar Bogle. is absolute dog shit. He even makes um, oh, Adeloy look good. You said this about Carlisle <laughs> last year and they went and beat us 2-1. That was last year. It's fine. No, but, it's no, they, yeah. no, but you know, the way we play, the way the way that, you know, we move the ball don't around. Don't say the way we play because we don't play that well. No, but we, you know, we create chances. It doesn't matter who we play against in this division. None of the teams in this division are any good, really, if we're completely honest. Laura, that's why, that's why they're in League Two. That's why we're in League Two. Sorry, my daughter's just walked. Hang on. She's got a flipping beard. <laughs> Get her on the panel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a true Louise. beard, mate. Yeah, it's to be fair. Hello. Oh, you've got a beard as well. Lovely. Okay. <laughs> right, anyway. Nothing the fools rush in, look. <laughs> yeah. Same um, support. It's, you know, I, you know, the, the way we play, the way we play, we're always going to have more of the board than any other team. If we can, you know, create clear-cut chances, we're going to beat any team in this division. Honestly, that's how it's going to be. I mean, the only team that I'll be worried about is Bradford because they are banging form at the moment. But Doncaster yeah. are shit. They're they're rubbish. We, if we don't if we don't we, if we don't win tomorrow, I'll be incredibly disappointed. Incredibly disappointed. Uh, are you that positive as well, Nick? Yep, I think we'll win two one. Um, they there will be goals in the game. We've had one clean sheet. Sheep, they've had one. That's their first game against Bradford. They've dropped a bit now, lost the last two games. I would love to see what Craig wanted to play two up front, but it's not going to happen, unfortunately. Um, but I still think we've got enough in the tank in the tank to win. Depends what he puts out his midfield. And if he goes for the attacking attacking intent that he keeps talking about. And we push it forward on that basis. Yeah, I think we've got enough in the tank to get a two-one, a two-one victory for me. Nice, Woody. Uh, I was just going because I was going to bring up the intent comment, and I was thinking nobody said it so far. And then Nick, just before me, jumps in there with. <laughs> this is I what just... happens when you hashtag let Nick speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hashtag shut up, Nick. Um, <laughs> 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 um, no, well, yeah, I mean, that's that, that was pretty a few much... of these as well. <laughs> um, 
yeah, well, to be fair, as as Nick just said, um, the if we go there with the intent that we had on Tuesday, I don't think we played very well on Tuesday. But if we go there with that intent and um, with an improvement of the performance, we'll get we'll come away with three points. I'm confident. Um, we will concede goals. I think I think we will just concede goals. I think that's um, Craig said. Craig mentioned it earlier um, that you know the. It does seem like it's going to be a season where we're just trying to. The only aim is to outscore the opposition when they score. So it's um, which I'm happy with to be totally honest, because it means it's going to be some decent, you know, heart wrenching games of football. Um, but um, I I I still think he can put Wakeman in that side. He just needs to he just needs to do the right thing and drop Tyrese. Um, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, but. He, if he came out and said he can't put Wakeman there because Wakeman's not a winger, neither is Tyrese. <laughs> Let's be yeah. totally honest. He's definitely not a left, he's definitely not a left winger. Um, well, I'd argue know. if he's an actual footballer, to be fair. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to be nice, Craig. Oh. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> um, I mean, Tyrese was on uh, Sir Tom Broadbent lunch the other day and he was saying that he likes to play on the left so he can cut inside. Now, the idea is, though, Tyrese in the nicest way and I know I'm not a professional football coach but the idea is you don't cut inside once you get to the byline you know once you get to the the goal you know to, to the end of the pitch you cut in before then so you can get a shot away like you did on uh like you did on Tuesday with that absolutely rocket of a shot that you put in um so it yeah I just I think Wakefield can play that position perfectly um I don't think we've got any injury issues based on um, uh, Lindsay's in, uh, interview, did we? Suggested that Devine and um, Andolo um, might be like, back. And, what about uh, your boy with, with his ankle? Um, who went off for their ankle injury? Um, oh, Lavender. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, bless yeah. his heart, he had a terrible game on Tuesday. I don't think anything else was going to go for him on that, that day. But um, I do rate him as a player. Um, but I just think he had a really bad game. Of course, um, uh, Tony Adeloy is also still missing, which is a huge loss. Hey, Adeloy. We're not sending that alone yet. Ten goals, <laughs> ten goals. Ten goals. When he gets to ten lucky. goals, don't you if worry. If he has my way, if he has my way, he'd be lucky to get ten minutes. Um, the um, I just yeah, I think um, yeah, I, I Darcy probably didn't have a stronger game on Tuesday, so. Maybe that's the Khan switch, but put Khan in there to start with. Um, I agree fully with Craig. I think Gladwin and Reedy did look better when when um, Khan came on. Um, I don't think I still don't think that Reedy's nowhere near what he was last season yet. But he was a little bit better on Tuesday. Gladwin was my player of the match. So if he can put in a performance like that, um, and like I say, Wakelin, Jeff Cott, and Johnny Williams could—that's a potential to tear Doncaster apart. They've conceded 10 goals this year, which is one of the highest in the top half of the table. So let's take advantage of that and get a few ourselves, I reckon. Um, but I do generally think it'll only be a two or three one. Just before I hand it over to uh, to Kieran for his prediction, Woody, if I can, we've had a tweet come in from a Tim Huggins. Um, and uh, he's replied to the video that Craig put together and he's put great stuff. I saw the interview with STWFC. Any chance for much appreciated promotion of at Woody the coach's old Abingdon United women's team too? He did some fantastic work, and I think um, he meant and loves me. 
<laughs> or is it too far away up the A420 towards Oxford, winky face? <laughs> well, it's Matty Taylor's stomp. It's Matty Taylor's stomping ground, isn't it? So, um, yeah, no, no I, I, I've met Tim, luckily. Um, he's a really, really nice guy, so I really appreciate that tweet. Um, yeah, I don't know what, what in terms, because their game's been postponed this weekend, so I can't even advertise <laughs> I can't even advertise the game. Um, so, um, but yeah, obviously, hopefully, well, hopefully they get the promotion this year and they'll be in Swindon Towns League next year anyway. So um, that Let would be interesting. Let's promote it like this. If you want to see what legacy looks like, uh, go and see Evan <laughs> at some point and see how fondly Woody is still fought off despite upsticks and leaving. How's that? That sounds good. You did it better than I did. <laughs> there you go. But thank um, you for the comment. That's much appreciated. How positive are you for tomorrow? Not at all, because we always fucking lose at Doncaster. I don't think we ever win at that fucking shitty little Meccano Stadium. Um, I think Doncaster's a tough place to go. We never go there very well. Um, I I think I just don't think we've got two back-to-back wins in us. I'd love to see it, but I've just got a horrible gut feeling that we're going to lose at, at Doncaster um, by the odd goal. But I'd like us to win it, but I just don't, I just don't think we will because we always lose at Doncaster. Um, and now Ned said Doncaster are dog shit. They're going to beat us like six nil or something because this happens every time he mentions a team. Is like, I remember the Carlisle rant last year. They're dog shit. Carlisle two, Swindon one. <laughs> and I think he did it earlier on. I think he did it Gilling with one. It is like, well, we're going to beat them. We're going to beat them. They have ten fucking men, and we drew with them still. <laughs> um, but I'd like, I'd like, I think. I think we'll we'll lose or we'll manage to get a draw, um, but I think we're going to be in for some entertaining games this season because I think, as you say, the only way we're going to beat teams is by outscoring them. Um, and I think we look like we're start, starting to hit goals and be a bit more attacking. So if we lost and we were attacking and we were trying to be sort of positive, I wouldn't be too too concerned about it because it's sort of coming along. But if it's a completely dreadful performance, we just completely implode even worse than Tuesday. I think everyone's going to be rather concerned, but I'll take a draw. Okay. So I think what we've established is largely the panel are quite <laughs> tomorrow. Um, I'm for a change. I'm probably the most negative uh, of everyone on screen tonight. Um, so I've, you know, I've just I've just said we're going to lose. <laughs> you, you did say about draw as well. To be fair, I didn't even go that far. I was just trying to be nice so someone doesn't say, oh, I'm completely fucking... I've got, got to bring it back for the draw to say, oh, you do even sports window. And I was like, no, I just turn up for the nice bird shirts. <laughs> <laughs> um, gents, I will leave it up to you. We did have the comment earlier that this one's been a bit serious. So do you want to end on something a little bit more fun or do we cut it there for the evening? Well, we haven't reached four and a half hours yet. I yeah. want to make I want to make one comment though before any smart Alec uh, watchers comment on our video. Go on. Um, Omar Bogle is not playing for Doncaster anymore. Is it Newport? Well, we might be in trouble then, oh, boys. <laughs> they, have got, they have got Lee Tomlin, who can be a bit dangerous. So <laughs> he gets himself sent off all the time to Lee, yeah. sir. Oh, he's had to be, ridiculous. There's bound to be some smart ass that writes in about it, so I thought I just. What made me laugh is I'm pretty sure Ned to a defeat now. I'm pretty sure Ned told us pre-season that they might have gone too much. Yeah, because he was trying to get Swindon. Yeah, that's that's a good point actually. It's the bugle, bogle, bugle, do they? Catty bogle from Wizard. 
Let's uh, go on then. Let's have a bit of fun. But I would also like to open this up to everyone watching and listening. Um, if you're doing it live, send us in some comments to let us know what you think. If you are listening back on repeat, then then tweet us or Facebook us and, and let us know after the event as well. Um, it covers some ground we may have done many, many episodes ago, but there are a lot more new people, thankfully, listening and watching now. So, uh, Net, 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 he doesn't even know what it is yet. No, no, I just realised they're, they're the ones who signed Luke Molyneux, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. That guy you were raving about in the summer. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, carry on, fine. So, Paddy did send us another tweet earlier, and, and I will slightly rephrase the question to, to make it somewhat of a game to end on. Um, but his question was... Um, for you, a question for you fine gentlemen who plays you guys in the fool's rush in movie so how i want to extend that out for you is i'll go around the panel you can pick someone to play you but you also have to pick someone to play any other member of the fool's rush in panel and again <laughs> in the chat let us know if you can think of more than one great um i'll start i'm happy to go first um i will I, I always say when this sort of question comes up, the, the obvious one for me is that James Corden plays me. Um, so I will go with that. And I'm going to I'm going to say that Zach Efron can play Rich. <laughs> there we go. I think you'll like that. Get, get your head out of Rich's arsehole. The problem is, Kieran, I would say that sort of thing about you, but you can't go. And the lights suddenly <laughs> <go>. <laughs> So, so uh, let's go in the reverse order as you appear on the screen then. Kieran, who is playing you and who is playing somebody else? Um, Jason Sudeikis playing um, uh, Woody, who's a Ted Lasso actor. He knew that. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> that was what I was going to say about myself. Oh, caveat, <laughs> try not to repeat anything that anyone else has said either. Um, I, I don't know who would play me. To be fair, fucking, we'll just go. We'll just go. Brad Pitt, young obviously. Brad. Obviously, uh, Woody. Well, obviously, apart from Jason, um, it would probably be Tom Hardy. Obviously, obviously, um, very similar in our stature and our looks. Who's Tom? Um, Hardy? Oh, him. Oh. Right. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. The, you, not, not Tom Hardy normally. You know when he had the Venom outfit on? Nah, that's what, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got it. And all you day know, long... I just had you down as like a Jason Momoa type. Oh, don't tell me I ever have that. She fucking loves him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. um, and all day long, just because I, when you mentioned it, I just looked straight over at Nick and thought, Michael Kane. Oh, <laughs> oh <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly what I was going for. You stole my thunder. Stole my thunder. Uh, go on then, Nick. You're next up. Who's playing you and who is playing someone else? Well, this might sound a bit big-headed, but it's not meant to be. And it's only for one reason. It'd be Tom Cruise because he's a short-ass little fucker like me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only similarity. And I would go for Grizzly Adams. It's got to be Joe. <laughs> Whoever the actor was that played Grizzly Adams, that's Joe to a T. We we have another suggestion coming for Joe. 
There we go on the screen. Johnny <laughs> Williams. Oh, man. Johnny Williams. Hey, Joe. Yeah. I was going to say that for myself. <laughs> Johnny Williams. Uh, Johnny Williams is Joe. Ned, right. yourself and any other member of the panel, please. So, um, playing me will be Brendan Fraser. Um, that's Ben and Ned definitely from Craft. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've got two. So, big time Ben would be Bob Hoskins, obviously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, the other one I had was Woody, but he's already got one from south already but uh, if, if he wanted to have another one yeah he can um, have as many as people can come up with well, i, was gonna I say, am gonna be that um, famous one day it, that obviously he's got to use just for men but i was gonna say brian blessed with that beard <laughs> <laughs> <Born and alive>! Sorry, carry on. <laughs> he does Peppa Pig voices as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. That's right. Uh, Friday Night Joe, who is playing you and who is playing other members of the panel? Well, I was going to say Johnny Williams for myself, you know, when he's retired. Um, I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head at this second. Uh, the one I thought of straight away when you asked a question was actually Woody again. Uh, <laughs> about uh, Jack Black. Woody. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah, Jack Black's Woody. What I would like to point out, okay, at this stage is. Oh, what's the bold one from um, Tenacious D? Because that could be like Joe or Ben. (laughs) (laughs) I know you mean. So I love that when we started this, everyone assumed it was a prerequisite that uh, that everyone had like the beard and stuff to look like me. But now everyone is coming up for people for Woody. Hashtag um, we want would it no that's bad hashtag. <laughs> uh Craig, who is playing yourself and who is playing somebody else? Well, with me, obviously it's Keanu Reeves, so <laughs> oh, yeah, um, striking similarity there. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry, bad bit down there. <laughs> I was gonna um, but again, I, I, I don't know, it's an easy target, but I'm gonna go for Woody. <laughs> I'm gonna go for the um the the radical Islamic hate preacher and Jem Chowdhury. <laughs> he tell Craig's had a few beers. What's the service to send it into? I hope you're happy with yourself, Paddy. We, you <laughs> ben. Right, myself, I've gone for uh, Robert De Niro, De Niro for obvious reasons. <laughs> So I'm Robert De Niro. Of course and you are. Nick, Nick, I've got Hugh Hefner. Oh, hey! Hey! Oh, I'll take that any day of the week. Hugh Hefner for Nick. Wow. Um, is there anyone? So who hasn't been given? Who, who hasn't been given a movie star yet? Warren got one, didn't he? Mark hasn't had one. We need one for Mark. Who can play Mark? Oh, uh, what's the guy that's in like um, the one where he's the sperm donor and (laughs) delivery guy? He's in it all. I can't think of what it's called. What he's called? He's also he's in like the. He's in loads of them, but that guy, I'll find a picture and tweet it to him. Oh, do you know what? I knew it was coming at some point. I usually get this. 
on the on the CM thing that I do when we chat after shows. But Danny has tweeted what I was expecting it. I'm presuming it's for me. It normally is Keith from the office. Unbelievable. So do we have any idea who the, who this was that was playing Mark? Did you did no, you get I can't it? remember I can't remember his name. Some sperm donor. Mark no, is in that I think he's in delivery guy, but can't think of it. Can't think of his name. He's in loads of films. Doesn't help really, does it? I'm not IMDB. <laughs> Ned, stop enjoying yourself. Oh sorry, sorry, George. <laughs> Wipe that beard off your face, please. Oh, we've got another one here. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, nice. Um, are we missing Kieran, anybody before we finish? Warren didn't get one. Kieran, are you on about Did Warren get one? one? I can't remember. Yeah. If Warren, I want Warren to be born. That's the one. Warren can be played by Sophie. Warren. Warren. Warren's. Warren's. Warren. And vice versa. Warren. Warren can be played by King Kong because he's massive everywhere he goes. Everywhere he goes. I've got one for Mark. Go on. It's got it's got to be Tom Hanks. Mark is just so such a cool dude that he comes across really well. Tom Hanks is the top man, so it's got to be Mark. Well, I'm glad he didn't go for the Forrest Gump comparison. There is there is obviously one lesser known member of the uh, of the Fools Russian one family. Um, so one show needs an actor. So who do we know that only ever appeared in one movie and then disappeared <laughs> off the face of the earth? Well, he could he could be played by um, Kevin Bacon as the Invisible Man. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. I was thinking that. Yeah, he could maybe that as well. But yeah. Nice. Well, I hope that's brought uh, an entertaining end to the evening. If you do think of any more, we'd love to know who you think would play us in a Fools Russian movie. Of course, we would. Um, it would be absolute carnage, I am sure. Who knows? There may be a movie one day. There may well be. Hey, who's to say that this time next year we won't be doing a live show in front with the people actually in the audience and we can do this all in front? Club don't like us enough yeah. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fools us in live. Could you imagine the carnage? Um, ben, Craig, Joe, Ned. Um, Nick, Woody and Kieran thank you all very much for taking <laughs> out of your very very uh, busy Friday nights to, to spend time with me talking Swindon Town I very do, I very much appreciate it to everyone on Twitter, Facebook oh, bye Kieran to everyone watching on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter, thank you very much for your time this evening as well. As always, we appreciate all your comments and feedback. Um, from me and from everyone else at Fools Rush In, thank you very much and goodbye. And come on, you Reds. Take my hands. Take my Can't help falling in love